0: What's up, Share family? We are back with another Bible study lesson for you. And in this message, we're going to be hearing from Giovante Williams. He is actually concluding our November series, Standing on God's Word. And in his message, he is taking a look at the Apostle Paul and how he too had to stand on God's Word. We truly hope and pray that this series has blessed you and has helped you to understand how to stand on God's Word by looking at some key biblical figures. There we go. So uh, today we're talking about the Apostle Paul, uh, one of my favorite people in the Bible. And the title of today's message will be The Living Word. And the reason why it's called The Living Word is because we don't stand on the word that is dead. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not standing on the word that doesn't have no life and doesn't have no power. If we look in Hebrews chapter four, Uh, verse number 12 it says for the word of the word that god speaks is alive and full of power making it active operative energizing and effective it is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating to the divine dividing line of the breath of life soul and the immortal spirit and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purpose of the heart. Hallelujah. So we gonna kick it off real nice because this word isn't anything that we should play with. This word isn't anything that it, we should be taking lightly. Um, there's many people that have given their lives up for this word. Even Christ himself gave his life up for the word. <laughs> And um, every single disciple, you know, except one uh, were martyrs, died for this word. So this word isn't dead. This word is very much alive because not, not a single person would give their life up for a word that has no power that, you know, isn't good for them. So just to give y'all a quick little story about me. Um, what I'm going through right now, which is the police academy. <laughs> I want to quit every single day, y'all. I'm just being honest. I want to quit every single day. I can't stand being in this dang academy, but it sucks. Like we have, uh, smoke sessions where they doing we we got to do a lot of physical activities and I just be like bro I'm so tired of these people yelling and screaming talking about keep going keep doing this and at times I'll be willing to quit i would be like man I'm done with this man let me go back to something easy and it always reminds me of the word of God you know this walk that we walk with God because this isn't an easy walk this is a tough walk that we are walking with God. And this is why I wanna talk about the apostle Paul because he had to walk a very, very tough road and it is crazy, right? So at the academy, so you see I'm bald and I, I had to shave my beard and mustache and stuff. And, you know, every, every day we have to shave every week. I mean, I wake up every morning at four to get my stuff ready. We got to shine boots every single day. I can't stand it. We got to iron our clothes every day. That's something I ain't did in so long. I do not iron clothes. I just hang them up and put them on. But we got to have the crease. If you don't have the crease, punishment. If you don't have your uh, your HPDs properly placed on your collar, punishment, you know? And it's, I'm like, man, this is crazy. But having to get rid of my hair is like, it reminds me of things that I had to get rid of in the world when it came to giving my life to Christ and when it came to walking to God, right? To walking in God. So let's get into this scripture. Uh, We're going to start off at 2 Timothy uh, 4 and 7. It says, and this is the Apostle Paul talking. He says that I have fought the good, word, worthy, honorable, and noble fight. I have finished the race. I have kept firmly held the faith. Verse That's verse 7. Verse 8 says, and... I mean, as to what remains henceforth, there is laid up for me the victory, victor's crown of righteousness for being right with God and doing right, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me and recompense me on that great day, and not to me only, but also to all those who have loved and yearned for and welcomed his appearing his return. So this is the apostle Paul talking about how, man, he has he has been fight he has been walking this walk. He has fought, been fighting the good fight of faith. And why can he say all these things? If you remember in Acts chapter nine, verse 16, God told Ananias, for I will make clear to him how much he will be afflicted and must endure and suffer for my name's sake. So he, did, Paul already knew that he was gonna have to go through a struggle. He was gonna have to suffer. And I don't know about child, but if I didn't believe in this word, there is no way I would suffer like Paul did. Ain't no way. If Paul didn't believe in the word that was spoken by God, There is no way he would allow himself to go through what he had to go through in his lifetime. There wasn't many times where Paul's life wasn't in danger. There wasn't many times where Paul's life was just all, you know, Paul lived a life that was like very, very, like he lived life on the edge, right? You know how we say living life on the edge is like, you know, you're doing dangerous stuff. Danger found him, you know, and we have to have that same mindset of, man, I'm gonna stand on this word because this word isn't just dead. This isn't a word that is dead. This isn't a word that we can't lean upon and be held up. You know, God's word gives life, right? So if we go to Acts 16, uh, verse 18. It says, and she did this for many days. Then Paul being sorely annoyed and worn out, turned and said to the spirit within her, I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very moment. Verse number 19. But when her owners discovered that their hope of profit was gone, They caught hold of Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities in the forum marketplace where where trials are held. And when they had brought them before the magistrates, they declared these fellows are Jews and they are throwing our city into confusion. They encouraged the practice of customs, which is unlawful for us Romans to accept or observe. The crowd also joined in the attack upon them and the rulers tore the clothes off of them and commanded that they be beaten with rods. And when they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, charged the jailer to keep them safely. He having received so strict a charge, put them into the inner prison, the dungeon and fastened their feet in the shackles but about midnight as Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. So right here we see that, you know, Paul, Paul, like this word is alive, man. This word ain't no joke. This woman over here following us, talking about she can tell the future and this, that, and the third, like, Stop it, because the words that you are spewing out of your mouth are dead. They're all dead words. There is no profit to those words. So he like, yeah, that spirit, we gotta get that spirit up out of you, right? So they do all that. And he's doing this off of the strength of the word of God, this living word that we're talking about. You know, this word is so alive. I mean, he cast her out right then and there. It came out that very moment. It didn't struggle to come out. It immediately came out because the word of God is alive and quick and powerful. Just as quick as he spoke that word, that demon had to come out, right? That spirit had to exit, you know, exit stage left, get up out of here. But not only that, my man was beaten, and then thrown in prison. I don't know about you, but I get beaten and thrown in prison for doing nothing wrong. But standing on this word of God, man, that's tough, you know? But they were able to still pray to God and to to still sing to God, you know? And that's how we have to be. Standing on this word doesn't mean that, you know, in my time of struggle, okay, I'll I'll still pray to God, but I'm not going to praise God, or I'll still praise God, but I'm not going to pray to God. My worship and my praise still have to be on 10. Just like when I'm not going through anything, and then when I do go through something, my praise and my worship still has to be on 10. I'll tell y'all another story <laughs> about this academy. So, Uh, The first week uh, we had, on Thursday, we had our PT test, right? And I ain't gonna lie to you, I doubted myself. In my mindset, I'm already thinking, man, I'm gonna have to do extra PT at 5.30 in the mornings, every morning, because I'm about to fail this mile and a half. I'm gonna shoot for our time is 1554. We have to make it in 15 minutes, 54 seconds. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make it in, in 1615. I'm, I'm already preparing to fail in my mind. Thursday come, I'm nervous. We, uh, we do our weigh in. Uh, we do our, um, Vertical jump, your vertical jump has to be third, I mean, 18 inches. And I'm like, I'm not worried about the vertical. I'm not worried about the 300. I'm not worried about the push ups. The only thing I'm worried about is this mile and a half, right? And so we do the vertical, past it, too easy. Still nervous though, still nervous. Cause I'm like, this mile and a half gonna kill me. We go outside, we do our 300, past that. Still nervous though. Go back inside, we do our pushups, I do my pushups. And then that moment came. So we group up in and in, in uh, groups and twos, and I tell my partner, let me go first so I can go ahead and get this out the way, man. I wanna, I wanna get it out the way first. And then we line up and we're facing our partners and our instructors say, uh, did you tell them who's running first? And in my head, I'm like, hold on, I thought we chose who runs first. No. Nope. So my partner goes first and I'm like, dang. And I'm like, man, I'm really about to do bad now. And so as they're running, you know, we, we, we become their partner to call out what lap they're on. And then whenever they get on their last lap, we go to the uh, clock to see what their time would be so we could tell the lady um, if they passed or not, you know, their time. So my partner's running and, you know, he makes it through. He makes it at 1529, right? And in my mind, I'm like, man, he made it, he, he finished it. I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm like, bro, why can't I make it? Why can't I? Why am I still doubting myself that I ain't gonna make it, right? And in my mind, I'm like, man, if I could just run four laps nonstop, I should be able to 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 pass, right? And they have some instructors that are playing uh, the turtles, like they're. As long as you stay in front of them, you'll pass the PT test, right? So it's my turn to run. I'm nervous, I'm shaking. Like, yeah, I'm nervous, right? And so start running. Immediately, I'm like, bro, why are you doing this? You might as well just quit. You might as well just go home, right? And I preach the word, right? But it doesn't mean that I, I am exempt from standing on this word. So we're running, get to the fourth lap. I'm still running. I'm like, okay, okay. Let's see if we can do five, right? Let's see if we can do five laps because we got to run six in total for the mile and a half. So I get, I run five, and I'm like, okay, we can keep going. We can keep going. But a part of me was like, man, you, you accomplished what you needed to accomplish. You know, you could just stop and start walking. But the enemy's job is to get us to stop running at the pace that God has called us to and to start walking. Because once we start walking, you get comfortable when you're walking and it causes you not to want to run again. And there was a guy that's been beside me, a little bit behind me this entire time. Me and him been like by each other the entire time. When the the groups had broken up, you got people that's in front. I got lapped already. One of the guys did seven laps and I'm still on my fifth lap. I mean, he kicking my butt, but I ain't worried about him because that ain't the pace that I can run, right? So I'm, I'm keeping my pace, but after the fifth lap and we on my lap on the last lap, I start walking, y'all. I started walking. But the beauty, beautiful part about it is see, this is why God tells us that this isn't a lonely walk. This is a walk that we do when we have partners, when we have people that can encourage us because that very guy that I told y'all that was a little bit behind me the entire time, but he was right there by me. I was able to give him that motivation to keep going. Cause when I started walking, he kept running. He was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, William. Come on, William. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. So we start back. I start back running. Right. And then we get to the end we on the last hundred, right? The last straightaway. And I see the the rabbits getting a little bit too close. I'm like, nah, they're a little bit too close for comfort, right? So then me and him start sprinting, right? We start sprinting. We finish at 1509. I'm thinking I ain't gonna finish till 1615, y'all. I'm already in my mind thinking I'm a fail. I'm already prepared to be up there at 5:30 in the morning running PT to make up, right? But after after the whole thing, after the run, after uh you know that entire day, we sitting in we sitting in the classroom and me and him talking, I'm like, "Boy, you my boy for the rest of the rest of the time we here, you my boy <laughs> cuz y'all I wouldn't have hey, I would have just been content with just walking for another 100 200 meters right but he was like man as i was running behind you for the first five laps you encouraged me to continue moving and see the word of god talks about it's better to have two than one because the reward of two is better than the reward of one when you fall you have somebody to pick you up but when woe to him who is alone So with this, with Paul and Silas being in prison, they are able to encourage each other. See, this is why the word is alive. This is why the the word is quick and powerful because when you are by yourself at times, you feel like, man, ain't nobody watching. It's okay if I stop. It's okay if I turn around just a little bit, you know, and relax. But see, when you have somebody to hold you accountable, which is what the word talks about, then there is no shortcuts. There is no trying to skip or cheat because God sees you. And look at this. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 2 says that, but though we had already suffered and been out, outrageously treated at Philippi. As you know, yet in the strength of our God, we summon courage to proclaim to you unfalteringly the good news, the gospel with earnest content and much conflict and great opposition. Verse three, for our appeal and preaching does not originate from delusion or error our impure purpose, our motive, nor in fraud or deceit. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the glad tidings, the gospel, so we speak not to please men, but to please God who tests our hearts, expecting them to be approved. See, this word that we stand on isn't to please man, it's to please God. This word that we stand on it's not, yes, ma'am, First Thessalonians 2, 2 through 4. It's not for other people's approval. It's not so other people can be like, whoa, Gio knows the word, Geo this, Gio that. No, it's I see the Lord working through him. I see the Lord working through her. I see the Lord using them or using her, using him to advance his kingdom, to encourage his people See, when I was running, and I know we talked about a lot of pace, you know, running at your own pace, me and him had the same similar pace. And when you see that you're at the same pace as your brother or your sister, what's going to get y'all through is not you per se, but it's the word that you trust and believe in. It's the word that you rely on that's going to help you through it. Our next scripture is going to be 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting at verse 13. And it says, hold fast and follow the pattern of wholesome and sound teaching, which you have heard from me and all the faith and love which are for us in Christ Jesus guard and keep with great with the great care the precious and excellently adapted truth which has been entrusted to you by the help of the holy spirit who makes him his home in us we have to understand that this word is precious this word is the most important thing that we can have, because this word is for our everyday life. That's why it is alive. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, the word of God is truth. So whatever we go through, I have something that I can rely on, which is the word of God. Why can I rely on the word of God? Because Everything that I go through has a purpose and has a reason, even if it's my doing, even if it's not the Lord giving me the suffering, giving me the circumstances, giving me the storm, sometimes I open that door up on my own when it's not even time. But not only that, even when I open that door up when it's before the time to do so, God still gives me a way out. God still is with me. And how do I know this? From his word, right? 2 Corinthians 2, 2 Corinthians 4 and 17. For our light momentary affliction, our light momentary affliction, meaning that the affliction is not going to last for a lifetime is light and is momentary. For our light and momentary affliction, the slight distress of the passing hour is even more and more abundant, abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparison and all calculations a vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease." So even though I have to go through this affliction, even though I have to go through all this torment, even though I have to go through this suffering, even though I have to go through it, it's not even comparable. To the vast and transcendent glory and blessedness that God is going to give unto me. And not only that, guess what? It never ceases. This is the living word of God. This is why we stand on the word of God because the word of God is truth. The word of God is life. 2 Corinthians 2, I mean 2 Verse uh, 24 and 25 says that five times, and this is, this is, this is the uh, apostle Paul when, when, when he talks about what he had to go through. Five times I received from the hands of the Jews, 40 lashes, all but one. Verse 25, three times I have been beaten with rods. We we saw one other time that he was beaten with a rod. Why Why does he have to go through this? Well, remember, Acts chapter nine, verse 16. God already said that I'm gonna make known to him all the affliction and suffering that he will have to go through for my name's sake, right? Once I was stoned, he was supposed to be dead from that. Three times I have been aboard a ship wrecked at sea. A whole night and a day I have spent adrift on the deep. My man is on a piece of board, drifting in the deep sea. Verse 26, many times on journeys, exposed to perils from rivers, perils from bandits. Perils from my own nation, perils from the Gentiles, perils in the city, perils in the desert places. Perils in the sea, perils from those posting as believers, but destitute of Christian knowledge and piety. So he even suffered affliction from people that proclaim to be Christian, that people that proclaim to know Jesus Christ. Why are we talking about this? Because in your life, you're going to come encounter, come in contact with people that proclaim to know Christ but in all honesty, Christ is far from them. What will you stand on? Will you stand on this word or will you stand on your own knowledge thinking that, okay, well, since this Christian is like this, well, maybe the word of God isn't something that I should be standing on. That's the enemy. The enemy wants you to think that because you found this believer that may be struggling with following the things of God, It's not that they're not trusting in God, it's that they may be struggling with it. They may still be falling into the same temptations. But that's why you are there, to stand on the word of God and to help them. Verse 27, in toil and hardship, watching often through sleepless nights, there were plenty of times where Paul couldn't go to sleep because he was, he had to stay, keep watch, because his life was in danger, in hunger and thirst, frequently driven to fasting by want, and cold, and exposed, and exposure, and lack of clothes. So, we have to understand that Paul isn't going through all of this, because he's believing in a word that is not alive because he's believing in a, a regular old word, you know, like he didn't just go read uh, a, 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 a nonfiction book and be like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to suffer for this. Since they have to go through it, yeah, I'm going to go through it. No, the reason why Paul was able to go through these things is because he understood that I'm not standing on a, a word, there's just no any kind of word. I'm standing on the word of God. The scripture says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, right? So if Paul understands this, then he has no problem with being able to stand on this word, you know. That's why at the beginning, Second Timothy uh four and seven. I have fought the good, worthy, honorable and noble fight because he understood that everything that God told him that he would have to go through, he was like, man, I'm going to stand on your word because I know in every single thing that I have to go through, you're going to bring me through. There's nothing that I have to worry about because I know you're going to bring me through. See, he had to stand uncompromisingly before dignitaries like Agrippa, you know, in Acts 25. He had to stand boldly before him. Festus, Acts 25. Felix, Acts 22 and 10. So Paul had to go through a lot of things and it's not because he wanted to, it's because the word of God deemed it necessary. God deemed it necessary for him to go through that. So I want to leave y'all with this question. What word are you standing on? Are you standing on the living word? Are you trusting in the living word? Are you still fighting the good fight of faith? You know, are you still pressing forward or have you stopped? Have you stopped moving like I did for a moment? Did you stop running at the pace that God has called you to run at? Have you started walking? Is it hard for you to get back on pace to where God had you? Find somebody that can help you continue to move. Ask God. Remember, God's word is alive and well. So when you, have, when you, when you are asking God, Lord, I need somebody that's going to help me to continue and to remain standing on your word, God will send somebody your way. God will send somebody not only your way, but I guarantee that person is going to challenge you. When, when you. when you find that person that's going to challenge you, hey, you're doing this wrong, or you might want to um, stop doing that because it, it looks bad you know it's not something that the lord would uh want you doing don't get angry with that person understand that that might be somebody that the lord has sent to you and your conviction is what's eating at you right so what are you standing on are you standing on this word because paul had to stand on this word that's why That's why I love Paul, because everything that he had to go through, everything that he had to stand on, I mean, it can't be a phony word. It has to be alive. The word has to be alive in order for Paul to stand on it, because he had to go through a lot, especially when he had to go through a stoning. That word has to be alive. So I pray that y'all receive this. I pray that, that that really encouraged y'all as much as it encouraged me because man, I'm not telling y'all any lie. I literally, every time I go to the academy y'all, I want to quit, but just like the Sergeant told me, he said, just take it one day at a time. So that's what I've been doing. (laughs) I've been taking the academy one day at a time because there are times where i would be like, man, I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to have to <laughs> struggle through this, but not only am I taking it one day at a time, I understand that everything that I go through in this academy is something that I can relate to the word of God, because guess what? The word of God is alive and well, you know, it, Constantly reminds me that each and every day that I continue to press forward and to move forward and to press on, it reminds me that's how I have to be in my walk with Christ. I can't allow my my journey in the academy to be better than my journey is in Christ. So I have to continue to press forward. And it's been teaching me a lot of things about myself, you know that I can continue to keep going, you know? I can press forward, I can keep going. And then there's sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to, you know? There's sometimes that I don't wanna keep going, but I know that it is a, I I have to keep going. I must keep going. So I pray that y'all receive that. I pray that that encouraged whoever it may have encouraged Um, If there's anybody that, you know, has stopped moving, have stopped, you know, moving at the pace that God has called them to move at, man, I encourage you to find somebody, find somebody, even in read, pray, share, find one of the leaders, ask them, man, how can I keep going? How can I get back at the pace that God has called me to get at, you know? I used to be praying for an hour a day, but now it then fell to five, 10 minutes a day. How do I get back to praying at that hour? Man, if, if that's you, man, get with one of us, get with somebody. And if you haven't even started the race, remember the, the battle isn't given to the strongest, nor the, the fastest nor the most intelligent but he who endures just like the crown of life life isn't is not given to those that you know start the race and quit it's the one that can endure all the hardship right so if 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 you might have might not have started your race and you want to start the race that that God is calling you to start. Remember, God will give you a pacer. God will give somebody that's going to run at the same pace as you. God is going to give you somebody. He's going to send somebody your way. Man, if that's you, raise your hand, put it in the group chat, put a one in the group chat. If you haven't started the race and would like to start the race, put a one in the group chat. And if you've already started the race, but find yourself walking now, Put a two in the chat, and let us pray for you. Hallelujah! Let us pray for you, man, dear Heavenly Father. I just pray for each and every person that is on this Zoom call right now, Lord God, for those that are just starting the race, Lord God, Lord God, help help them, Lord God, allow each and every one of our testimonies, Lord God, to help them in their time of need, Lord God, to help them to start, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, help them to endure, Lord God, to continue to endure, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I ask that you use us, Lord God, as a family, as a group, Lord God, to be examples, Lord God, to those that want to start this race, Lord God, that want to give their lives to you, Lord God, that wants to finally, Lord God, to begin something, Lord God, that you have called them to begin, Lord God, and Lord God, for those that may have stopped and started walking, Lord God, like I have done many times, Lord God, Lord God, I just ask, Lord God, that you begin to increase their stamina, increase their endurance, Lord God, that they can get back to running at the pace that you have called them to run at, Lord God. That they may get back on the path, Lord God, that they may have strayed away from, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And Lord God, I just rebuke, hallelujah, Lord God, any doubt right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I rebuke all offense right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I rebuke all jealousy right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And I ask, Lord God, that you continue to build your people up, Lord God that you continue to build us up, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Continue to give us strength, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. I will turn it back over to you, Kaya.